0: Week, we had a play that G Bush He's going to go at, at you on John this before. one. <laughs> <laughs> and now Tyvus is going man. to defend John Johnson hey, and why If y'all ain't subscribed to this, ball. I don't yeah. know what you doing. This man
1: is hilarious right now. In here. I'm about, what I am about to do is Come change on. a
2: mind. This is, by the way, as you? he's preparing,
3: can we show the play? We can show the all 22 He, he, he wanted, wanted
2: to see it. He they wanted to well, wait what till after. the draw up so see what Let me say something
4: real quick by the way. You know how um you guys complain that 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 Stefanski is worried about analytics too much um, you know how you guys complain that okay I don't know that it's Stefanski a- that's analytics about analytics I don't says to pass the ball on first down most of the time yeah analytics doesn't have Nick Chubb okay you know which team has run the ball on first down more than any team. it better football? be the Browns and it, it better be Browns. by the lot well I don't know if it's by a lot but they're first Well, it should be because they've got the best running back in the league well, so he's you're, one of the best you're comparing you keep saying so do you
3: yeah. know where they stand in the in terms of run do you know where yeah. they stand and then you said seven why would it be? Well, anything but everything but first? else was first or second. Well, it should. Yeah. Everything should be first because that's what, like Aditi said yesterday. Aditi, yeah. who's smart and rational, not like us yelling and screaming. I'm rational. I much you. more rational about this than you. No, I are. I Aditi is, you guys is the, 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 the <laughs> voice of calm and <laughs> She yeah. even said,
5: <laughs> so "What ready? are we doing?
3: Know who you are, Jay, and and do what you do." Okay, Jay. Uh, let me. Let me. Let me. I think Stefanski, fancy. By the way. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I, I think he's, the fans,
1: he's doing a fine job. No red meat in the cage. <laughs> go ahead, All right, here we go. So they came, they came out, they came out at 22 personnel. Yeah. At least tell the play that we're gonna show. what is This This is, this like? is the, the John the Johnson touchdown. play on the, the goal touchdown line. line. Yeah the, the touchdown Ravens on the goal line. So they come out at 22 personnel. 22 personnel stands for two running backs, two tight ends. As you can see, boom, boom, two tight ends, two running backs. So as this play, there the Browns was in man to man, so as Play goes, he motions, they jet sweep him on the snap. Okay? And you're in man to man as a safety. This is your, you, your fit is outside of your man. Right. Okay. So you would agree that John Johnson would be, this is his gap, technically. Right. corner's the leverage guy. Okay. Linebackers is working 32. 32 means that us three got these two running backs. So if he went that way, he'd take him. If he go that way, he'd take him. He'd be the free hitter. If both went that way, they he'd take one, he'd take one. He'd be the free guy. Okay, right. all on the same page. Motion comes over here. The fullback comes in motion. Okay, this guy blocks down. He blocks down. Now, not only did he block down, he blocked him down to about right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, he okay? blew him up.
1: Yeah, okay. So You agree that that happened? He definitely blocked. Okay, him. this guy. Is in man, so he's coming to meet this guy, right? What he didn't realize was this guy blocked him, mm-hmm. okay? This guy, corner, stayed right here and took on this contact. What he should have did was he should have met it because if he met it, he would have squeezed things down. John Johnson is too busy looking at his guy because he want to make sure that it's a run. As he's trying to get over this, he runs into this
6: Crap right
1: here interference, and couldn't get there, yeah. uh,
6: but wait a minute. I'm actually I just want to clarify John Johnson has that guy blocking down right right here This is his gap. So, so wh- he, fit, he fits wh- on the outside wh- of this guy. Who's, what man does he have a man-to-man coverage. this tight
1: end right here? Okay Go ahead that, and man. That's his guy. Okay. You, would, you would agree that he was down here, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so technically When this ball hits This running back hits through here, right? Mm-hmm that's not his gap. His gap is right here. Okay. This JOK technically is the reason why this happened. He should have went over this. Instead, he went under this, which then picked him off. So now it creates a big gap. If he comes in and squeezes it down, JOK goes over it. There's no gap for him to go but here, and boom, the, the, the safety makes the play.
6: All right. So show the, the play. So show the play. Huh. So show the play. Great job, Earl. Great. Great work. All right, here we go.
1: You see the motion. You see JOK. OK. You see J O K jump inside. Wait, take it back. Take it, take it back we, go slow because y'all go. Oh, we, that's right. We can't rewind. We
0: it. we can't go. This is just what it is. All obviously. right.
1: Boom. J-O-K. Boom. He jumps inside. You see that? But yeah, you see, you see hard. J3's gap, though. J3's gap is what I said. Where I where see where the tight end is. I know, but what about no, right now? No, okay, okay, no. right now. The only person that can, if you've never been in this situation, because I've been in this situation before, that play hit so fast that he's so busy looking at this guy. What? The only thing he can do Look is like dive. Hold on, okay. hold on. That's it. He's not gonna, make, not the oh, to he's make, not gonna make the play. He's not gonna make the play. I'm <laughs> <laughs> telling you. He's not. It's, it's going too
6: fast. I'm telling you. First of I've all. I've been in this situation.
1: First, before.
4: first of all, first Did of all. Did you dive in that situation? Yes,
6: and I didn't get it. Mm. Well, 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 for, well, well, let me just give you this. Man, right there it looks like he has- He ain't to gonna down. get it. I'm telling you. It okay. look. I know what it looked like. He's not gonna get Y'all, it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's my thing. First of all, look at his footwork. His footwork is horrible. He's hopping in one spot. You took three false steps. That's why it happened. He, he did he didn't take a false step. false steps <laughs> he did. on the goal line is trouble. That means if you blink Gee. it's done. Gee, that's that's technique. Hold on. Okay. I'm just giving it to you now. Look, that's technique right here when he gives that third eye when when play goes down and you got a block down. You got to redirect. It ain't this way and then go. No, it's boom. Put the left foot down. Redirect now down the line of scrimmage. That's a poor angle and he does not look. See how he turn his body. You'll yeah. never get there. Shoulders ain't square. Second of all, when you talk well, third of all, when you talking about on the goal line, you know what they call that. Your back is against the wall. You better do everything you can to get to that ball clear. Crawl scratch. I don't care what you got to do. At the end of the day, th- hold on. This is a loaf. Let me tell you why it's a loaf. <laughs> a loaf is is a he knows this. A loaf is any change of speed on the field. That means if you change and you gear that down, you've loafing. He should have busted his ass to get to the ball carrier, and he did this. That is unacceptable. You know, he took false steps. His G. technique was terrible. G. And he didn't go after the play. That is it, that's not excusable. G. Nah. Can you play it one more time? G. <laughs> <Play>. <laughs> and he's unblocked. G. G. It's not his gap.
1: How you gonna be mad? How you all right, at the it, beginning of the play. It is his gap. No, it is time, not his gap. You know man. what I see gap?
6: You you do know that if you C-Gap, and C Gap and C Gap He's not and, he, if they close down and they block down. That gap. means see back gas going gap. with you. Exactly. So here's he, my thing. which is why he's going down. You, he's, but you got to keep your shoulder square when you go down. Look, he turns his shoulders. It's wrap. You close down here. Keep your shoulders G. outside shoulder free G. right down the line of scrimmage G. That's the technique. That's it? okay.
1: G, okay, he keeps his he keeps square and go down. His line. guess who he runs into Jok because he decided to go underneath a block, which you know that you he, should never do. He sh- the only reason, you, if anything, he, you want to get outside and send it J, back to J-O- your to your leverage. J-O-K, Am I right?
6: Okay, is wrong in that area. Thank you. Did All that. right, thank you. Because that's opinion. the big problem that but, nobody's uh, addressing. J. K. was wrong too. But I was, thank you for saying that. But I'm, I'll keep it real. But the problem Damn. with him is he wouldn't even been that close to him if he wouldn't took two false steps. You know you can't take no false steps back there. His coach is telling them yeah. that. Today. How about this, G? G? How about this? At the end
1: of the day, at the end of the day, you. I hope me? the Browns are screaming. No, at, at the end of the, the day, you too. you're responsible for doing your job. My job is my gap. Okay, I can't be worried about happen to trying to cite it just for somebody because I trust that that guy's going to do his job. So therefore, yeah. my gap is the C gap. So I am going to hold the C gap and trust but, that my people are going to do what they like supposed size, to do. Hold on, let me up. Because this is what the problem Go ahead, is. Me, you, up, you, you get out there and you try to be Superman, and right. now you end up busting coverage and you start busting stuff. That's where the stuff happens because you're trying to overcompensate for somebody else. Do your job. If you. your job is to get the D-gap and overgo over something
6: to get there and leverage the ball, do that. That's that way J-O-K. I can do my job. That's what J-O-K. I get you with Thank that. Thank you. But what I'm trying to tell you is, what I'm trying to tell you is, and this is the problem, and, and it's so eloquently put out, he, he knows what he's talking about, and, but here's what I'm going to say. The problem with the Cleveland Browns is this. Everybody think it's just good enough to be in your gap. We need. My coach said, listen, we recruited you. You're the number one player. You're the highest player OU ever got. Your job ain't to be in no gaps. You gotta make plays. If you don't make no plays, we're gonna get fired. And the bottom line is we got a lot of people out here making top My When I turn on the tape and I see the Troy Power and I see the Ed Reeds and I see these guys out here making plays, you know what they say? I already know what the down and distance is. Tivers is guy Von Bell. <laughs> he make plays. It's about Shut making plays. It, you, sometimes it's that innate thing inside you that says, I know, I know what t- I watch my film. I know what it is, but sometimes you got to make a play. I don't see nobody making no plays. It's too many people in gaps. Talking about it ain't my fault. Listen, you ain't never supposed to think somebody else is gonna make that play ever. If Tybus is playing, I don't even know where Tybus is in the back because I think I gotta make the play. My thing is, if you are gonna be back there and you on the goal line, you understand what it is. You gotta at least tell yourself, I ain't never gonna. I'm never going to not show the the most passion and effort getting to that ball. I don't care if I gotta dive whatever I need to, because at least the coach can say, your technique was terrible here, but that's great effort on backside. And if we had great effort here and then corner had great effort and JOK has great effort, you can game tackle somebody. But I don't never want to see no defense ever hand the ball to a running back and you got two dudes near him and you don't even attempt to tackle them. That is what is going to cause you to be a one,
4: two, three win team. And it's been happening for years. So let me, let me ask you guys this. Let me ask. Let me. Let me. I kind of want to recap with both of them for a second, Mike.
0: Then I got a question for you guys.
4: Okay, so so is it fair to say both both of you that JOK didn't do his job on yes. this play? Yes. Okay. Is it then fair to say, as G suggests, that John Johnson initially was doing his job properly? Yes. But had bad technique, and that didn't allow him to make up and do his job the second time around.
1: You could say that his footwork could be better, and okay. if he had better footwork, it would have put him in a better position to
4: to recover. Okay, and yes. then thirdly, at the very least, shouldn't Jay, uh, Jay, uh, John Johnson have, even if he's going to end up missing, made an attempt to dive into the I agree. Legs? He could have dove. Okay, I don't think it would have done anything. Okay, but, but I think he even at least if there's put a 5% there. chance, because he's he shouldn't stepped he under. Have done it? Yeah, he should have. Yes,
1: if you want to show that you're you're selling out with
4: effort. Yeah, you should die. so it's fair to at least be somewhat critical of him. Homo- yes,
1: but on a from a from a defensive play standpoint. J.O.K. messed up when he went underneath the block. The corner could have came, condensed the play down. If he would have met that fullback, the gap would have been smaller. And And guess what? Even if he stepped under
6: under himself, had bad footwork, that gap would have been so small he could have made it. The the corner, he's right. The corner has to constrict, especially when you're being kicked out. He sat sat there and waited on that fullback. Because if you do, the, the gap goes from this big... To this big, because the backside is blocking down, and you're staying right here. So the C gap just became from here so, to
4: yeah. here. So like, so, I wouldn't I said, we all agree that this it has been a consistent problem of guys not doing their job? That we've seen this all year with this defense. Yeah, but and and that ultimately, yeah, you can blame the players, but that goes back to coaching as well. No, no, okay, no, well, no,
1: going. no, because that he
4: that's just the J
1: O K did that because he took the easy way out. You okay. think you're a, he's an athletic
6: guy. So Bro. he thinks, oh, if I go underneath this, I can still make that play. But they call that shooting the gap. If you shoot the gap, you're dead. If you shoot the gap and you try to go back door to play, if you don't make that tackle, it's over. Right, it's so he, over. Thinks it's over. he can catch him from behind. In Because
1: he. Other words. You think about that our linebackers are not traditional linebackers. They're not mm-hmm. the big physical guys. They're speed sure. and agile guys. Right. So he thinks, oh, if I can go underneath this, I still fast enough to come around and still make it. So and that didn't not, happen.
4: Is he is he just not fast enough? No, he just, just got to do his job. He just did his job. Yeah. He, just, he just did what he wanted but, but, but to do. got But my
1: whole point of bringing the play up is that yeah. G is just basically gun-hold. This John Johnson's fault the whole time. And I'm, and I'm saying the corner and JOK didn't do their job, which made John Johnson's job even harder. Starter, which it wasn't even his play to Tybus. make to begin with. Well, but effort, I can't, I, the effort, the I effort can't not say nothing it. about the all effort.
3: All of the plays that have busted for the Browns this year, and you've watched every play. Yeah,
1: that all 22 is great. It is
3: great <laughs> because it shows the deficiency jumps off the screen at you. You can say, oh, there's the breakdown. Yeah.
1: Who is
3: most responsible? Which player is responsible for being in the wrong spot more than any other? J. Okay, right? No, actually First of all, the fact no. that it's hard for him to answer. Actually, to be
1: honest with you, it's a lot of times on some of them runs where actually Phillips be Miss Gap be the one oh, out of out of place.
6: Phillips that's why Like man.
1: the the Stevenson one yeah. against the Patriots. Yeah. I thought it was because J O K did uh they called it like a coffee house technique. No. They went front side a gap and, J- and Jacob Phillips
6: was just, literally
1: got moved. All he had to do was put himself this way. He went this way created this
6: big gap and he hit it. Yeah, and, you know, when you look at the roster construction, this is why I, people talk about Andrew Barry unless you guys are going to watch the film and break it down like that. Tybus just said something. He said, look, these guys are not traditional linebackers. They're very light. These guys are, are light in the pants and when you got light guys up front you, you got to have so my, you, gotta big, ask, you got to a monsters And d tackle you got it has to be and those dudes <laughs> have to do two things penetration and take up blocks it should take two blocks for you to move the defensive tackles and the problem is they got guys who aren't big and they're not strong Inner soft and then you got you got soft, you got light
1: linebackers. That's what I'm saying. That's why so the run game is so effective. Browns, That's what I'm saying. The Browns
4: mistakes
1: is never addressing that defensive well, tackle again, position. Well they, again they did they just addressed it wrong. They got to They get, picked the wrong You got to get some big strong guys because the whole point of having agile linebackers is so they can free flow to the brown. Right. They get there well, faster than anybody. But they can't because yeah. the dang 300 so pound lineman and pushed up we on them is hard to get off. We got to bring in the Bengals reporter but
3: before we do I want to ask one question. It's more philosophical in nature, but is it safe to assume that the Browns have, the bet the Browns have made is that you're better off with lighter, faster, athletic guys? Is it safe to say that's just not working right now?
1: It's not working now because you don't have the personnel. And that's right, what that I told y'all like three or four weeks ago. I said it's not the scheme; it's the personnel. If you had better defensive tackles, then your theory would be correct. So because they keep it You don't necessarily have
3: to go bigger and stronger at linebacker. No, backing. you don't have to you because have to you get- got to get.
1: You have to find
3: a How way to have the your. How did year go from thinking JOK was that guy to finding out for sure he's not?
4: Well, their defensive tackle play, their, which wasn't great them. last year, was better than this year. They have
6: guys that were in the
4: backfield. Yeah. Take a look at
6: their play. Yeah. He might not have not been in his gap, but what's his guy that runs around naked? And and a lot of linebackers. Oh,
4: McDonald's McDonald's. A lot of linebackers now are not that big. Like the position has gotten smaller. No, the NFL has trended away yeah. from the, the big, big uh, linebacker, yeah. linebacker yeah, yeah, yeah. to the
3: fast athletic linebacker. You yeah. just got to get the right ones. All right, let's bring in Ben Baby. He uh covers the Bengals for ESPN. Ben, we've been arguing about uh, well, a myriad of things. Um, <laughs> one of the things that we talked about with this Bengals team is their passing game now, particularly last week, really seems to be hitting on all cylinders. And we kind of think that the Bengals now are going to rely more on that. And even though they have mixed in and the Browns have been soft on the run, I think the Bengals are going to do what they do best, and that's throw the football. Am I wrong?
2: Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting when you talk about it. Yeah, or a couple weeks ago we asked, I guess it would have been last week, asked why the Bengals passed so much and – and they said, you know, New Orleans has been good in the run game. And so we decided to throw it around a little bit. I think it might be a little more complex than that. I think when you look at it, this is the most comfortable Joe Burrow has looked uh, since he had his appendectomy. Uh, that was an emergency uh, surgery right at the beginning of training camp. The first five weeks, you know, we saw a lot of shotgun looks, uh, a lot of rollouts. And, and, and now in the last couple of weeks, we're seeing a lot of 11 personnel with those three wide receivers on the field, one running back, one tight end. Burrow and shotgun, a lot of empty formations, and basically, you know, when you see that, that's basically the Bengals declaring war on opposing defenses, mm-hmm. and they're saying, "We're going to spread you out. We've got a lot of resources. We we feel like we've got one of the best receiving trios in the NFL. Why don't you try to stop us?" And so, you know, we'll see how they approach this game against Cleveland. Obviously, uh, one that's been uh, a, a very physical game over the last couple of years. That Cleveland's just had Cincinnati's number. Yeah. Uh, the last couple of seasons, so we'll see yeah. if that changes.
4: Yeah, it is really interesting. I, I I, thought when the Bengals and Browns played the first time last year mm. that the Bengals were going to kill them. Obviously, and it didn't happen, the Browns killed them. And the second game, obviously, the Bengals didn't play any of their guys. But, you know, Ben, I'm curious, and I don't want to put you in a bad spot, so if you want to not answer the question, uh, no harm, no foul. But a lot of people judge uh, coaches maybe fairly, maybe somewhat unfairly to some degree. It's it's strictly, uh, on a small sample size sometimes, What's your win-loss record? And if, if you have a good win-loss record, we ignore the talent. We'll say, you're a great coach, you're not a great coach, okay? First two years in Cincinnati, everybody thought Zach Taylor was an idiot. Last year, they have a great year. Now, I don't know if you know this, I happen to be a Bengals fan, all right? I don't think Zach Taylor's personally a very good coach. I think he's a, a mediocre coach. I don't think he's a particularly good play caller. I think with the talent the Bengals have, their offense should be even more potent than it is if they had a better play caller. Anything I'm saying unfair? Uh, again, if
2: you don't want to answer that, I don't want to put you in a bad spot. No, no, it's no. I mean, I, I listen, I'm, I'm always ready for the smoke when it comes my way, so All I'm right. never, never scared about that. <laughs> but when you, when you look at it, you, what the point that you're making is something that Bengals fans have talked about as well. I mean, I'll tell you what, Zach Taylor should host a clinic on what it's like to be under the hot seat and basically invite every coach in America to come in because when you look at what he did the last couple of years, you know, what he, you know, last season. You know, it could have been easy for him to crumble and, and things for them not to go well, especially when you look at it, even going into December of last year, you know, a playoff spot was not a certainty. They really had to do really well in December in order to make the playoffs and then go on the run they did. And then this year, what I find really interesting is that Zach, you know, you look at how he's calling games now and how he was calling games the first five weeks. I think the, the real simple explanation in all of this is that burrow is playing a lot better and while burrow was trying to find his footing you mm-hmm. never heard one word you know one way or the other about why the offense looked the way it did instead zach really did a good job of soaking up all of that pressure and, and he was more than happy to do so and, and he enjoys it to be quite honest and then you see the last couple of weeks this is what the offense was supposed to look like. You know, we're seeing, you know, the touchdowns per drive be among the best in the NFL, the points per drive. You pick any offensive metric the last couple of weeks, and yes, a very small sample size, but the offense looks like it did at the end of last season when they went out and lit it up against Baltimore, lit up Kansas City, and they won the AFC North. So we'll see what this looks like over the next couple of weeks. And I, I think you do have to give, I, I think the, the criticisms are more than fair, and Zach Taylor has heard them. Uh, And people were yelling at us to say, hey, we need to be a little harder. And I think it's the first time in my career fans have asked me to to be harder on their team than I cover. So (laughs) I thought that was quite amusing. But, you know, I think that that is what has made Zach successful. And you've seen the last couple of weeks, you know, how the team has looked. And it's why Burrow has really enjoyed being here. And so I think it is a more, I think the play calling criticism is more than fair. And if they do not continue this trend, then that will definitely come into question as the season continues. But Zach has shown the ability to kind of, you know, put those questions at bay for now. Ben,
1: you think Zach is going to be more inclined to run the ball with Joe Mixon to get him going? You know, he's after last year, what he finished, like third in the league in rushing or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this year it's been kind of slow for him. And you know, the Browns haven't been great in the run game as we just had this huge argument over it. <laughs> Do you think this is the week that Joe Mixon gets going?
2: Yeah, you know, I think this is going to be a good test, like I talked about earlier, about how the Bengals feel about their offense. Do they want to, you know, go with the ground game or do they want to air it out a little bit? And and last week I felt like in that Falcons game is an ideal blueprint of what you want your offense to look like. You know, you want to go out, open up a big lead early, and then let your guy in the run game cement things at the end. You know, we saw that once they got a lead, they went under center a little bit more, some more traditional balance looks. And and you see that in, in the NFL you know, teams like to salt away the game with with the running attack. And, and Joe Mixon is a guy who can definitely do that. And you're also making sure he gets his carries, gets his touches. And they've been using Mixon a lot in the past game as well, especially when you've seen teams go with a lot of cover two looks. Burrow has been more than happy to check it down to Mixon if he doesn't feel like something's there. And we saw that against the Falcons as well. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a Texan at heart, and we play football a little bit differently like the rest of the country, and we've started to see it catch up see it matriculate through the big 12 through the sec and now into the nfl and that you know you don't necessarily need a dominant run game uh you know to be a good offense in fact you know a lot of times you say oh we'll run to open up the pass well you know the Bengals have shown especially the last couple of weeks it might be the other way around when you pass the ball really well it allows you to run the ball and it affects the numbers in the box especially when you look at how much they use 11 how much they use empty how many light boxes Mixon gets All of those things are definitely going to be in consideration and we'll see how the Bengals attack Cleveland.
6: You know, Ben, I I, I just love hearing you talk about that whole last section. You talked about the fact that even though the Bengals have been to the Super Bowl, people have still got expectation levels. There's expectations for what they want to do. And uh, maybe it's just me. I'm trying to get Cleveland to have expectations. Now, the crazy thing about it is if he's on the hot seat, I got a coach over here. Uh Now, he's not really going to his strengths. He's not playing to his strengths. And you just talked about it. I could commend the Bengals. You know what they did? They think unconventionally they didn't go get. They could have got Sewell and, and put him at left tackle because you should draft a lineman every year. No, they said give me Jamar Chase. That was and smart. it sent them to the moon. And now what do they do? Their best option is, hey, we might not be one to get ball to Joe Mixon because that number one character out there, they can't really guard him. And so they're playing to their strengths. But on the other side, the Browns, we got a guy that people can't tackle. We got a backup quarterback. We got tight ends out. We don't have a really good second receiver and we still can't seem to get that guy the same amount of respect where it's like, hey, you know what the Browns going to do. Come and stop me. Is it a, you know, if if you're looking at this game from a, a perspective. Aren't the Bengals I- extremely happy if Nick Chubb gets 16, 17 carries? I think they take that and go walk up out of here.
2: Yeah, you know, the thing is with this, I mean, the Falcons run the ball as well as anybody in the NFL. And we saw that they, they ran the ball down the Bengals' throats in the game last week. The problem is the Falcons were already down 21 nothing, And you can't really, that's not a conducive way to attack Cincinnati and especially, you know, there's a lot. I think philosophically, it's it's how you view the game, and and one of the things I love about football is that you can think about it in a lot of different ways, and there are a lot of ways to say this is a winning way to play the game, and you can do it in a, you know a couple of different options, and and with the way Cincinnati does it, you know when you and you see Kansas City, you see Buffalo, and one of the reasons you know that those teams are they gain so much respect or garner so much respect, I should say. Is that those offenses can score points in bunches? You know, when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen, like Patrick Mahomes, like like what Joe Burrow played the last couple of weeks, you know that you can put a lot of points on the board. And if you have a run-heavy offense, if you're not getting explosive plays in the run game, you know you're eating up a ton of clock. The Bengals were more than happy to give up a a ten, you know, a 17-play drive, I think it was. They gave gave up 10 minutes off the clock, and yeah, Atlanta scored a touchdown on that drive. But it ended up taking up a lot of times. And, and, and in the NFL, the games are so much shorter, there's really not that many possessions, which means you have to be efficient in the red zone and you've got to convert touchdowns when you get those opportunities. So, you know, if I think the key, if, if Cleveland wants to run the ball effectively, they want to go with Nick Chubb and, and the Bengals know well, how good that run game is. You know, Bill Callahan has gotten a ton of respect from everybody in Cincinnati. The father of Bengals offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, and a lot of people believe, including you know Bengals defensive coordinator Louie rumo said that that Bill might be the best offensive line coach in all of football. So you know I think for Cleveland, if you want to establish the run early and say that's the way we're going to play, we're going to keep those Cincinnati playmakers off the field, you can't get behind. So what happens in this first quarter is going to be pivotal to how the rest of the game is played.
4: Ben, I'm curious uh, some of the Bengals injuries. I know Jamar Chase. I don't know what I can't remember what it was. He tweaked his groin or something. I, I, you'll refresh my memory. And he left the game. He did come back, but he was, you know, T. Higgins has kind of been questionable these last couple of weeks. I know Logan Wilson, one of their best linebackers, was out maybe back this week. I, I think DJ Reader's still out. What's What's the updates on those guys for this game?
5: Yeah,
2: offensively, it looks like. T. Higgins will be good to go. He went full uh, at practice last week for the first time since he had that ankle injury, you know, played played the whole game with no issues. Uh, T. Uh, Jamar Chase, like you said, uh, you know, it had a hip injury and it looked like it was affecting him a little bit, but he finished the game. And afterwards, he said he was fine. We'll see how they manage that throughout the week at practice, which will start tomorrow. Uh, Logan Wilson, it sounded like uh, Zach Taylor was a little optimistic that he could potentially play this week. Now, DJ Reader, uh, that does not seem likely, but but with Logan, you know, we'll see how they go through. And he's such a a good linebacker for them. He, you know, he, he you haven't seen the Bengals be you know as good as they've been. And we talked about that Cleveland rushing game. I think the Bengals have been that run defense has struggled a little bit with DJ Reader out and Logan Wilson out. I think Reader one of the best defensive tackles against the run in the NFL, and he'll definitely uh, he's definitely something he takes a lot of pride in. And with the middle of that defense, you know, it, it just it's hard to replace that kind of quality with, with Reeder and then with Wilson. So getting Wilson back would be huge for this game, and we'll see how that goes as the week progresses. Ben, one quick one before we
3: let you go. We know that there was a, a little bit of talking between these two teams, particularly the wide receivers of the Browns and the defensive oh, the backs. Or, yeah, I'm sorry, the wide receivers of the Bengals and the defensive backs of the Browns. What's this Bengals team's mindset coming into this football game?
2: Yeah, you know, I think they, they relish these kind of matchups. They know what Denzel Ward – uh, did to them last time they know that this team has gotten the best of them and you know we're working on a story on espn.com about joe burrow and he's got actually a, a lot of cleveland ties and you know the one thing that you know all the things that burrow has accomplished in these uh, in his first three years in the nfl the one thing he hasn't done is beat cleveland and i talked to his dad jimmy and he, and he said that that's definitely going to be something that you know jimmy doesn't have to bring up to joe joe's probably got that in the back of his mind mm. going into this game so it'll be making for an interesting storyline and and if you're the bengals you really can't afford to lose this because then you would have dropped your first uh, three games in the division in that first round of play. Lost to Baltimore, lost to Pittsburgh, and a loss to Cleveland. If you want to repeat as AFC North champs, you know, go in 0-3 to start divisional play. That's a rough way to start the year.
4: Yeah, no question. That's a tough way to do it. Ben, ben? before you go, we got to ask you about your boy, Mikey McNuggets. First of all, what do you think of his new nickname? And can you tell <laughs> us an embarrassing story about him from your past?
2: <laughs> oh, man, all this guy just comes up comes up, goes from College Station, comes up to Cleveland, all of a sudden gets this Mikey McNuggets mantra. I just, I don't know. Just, just Mikey, what happened? Mike, our guy, Mike Lucas, uh, he's been crushing. I'm happy that I don't have any good stories I can tell on camera. When you get me on the side, maybe, maybe we'll, have all right,
4: we'll have to
0: talk to you. Hey, ben, Joe to Thomas gave me that nickname, by the way. Joe Thomas. Hey.
2: Listen, I, listen. You can justify it all you want. I'm just saying, you changed. It, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: funny.
3: It's still what Thanks, it is, man. Mikey McNuggets. Appreciate hey, it. Hey Ben, great job, man. Thank you very much. We appreciate
6: it.
0: Thanks, Ben. See hey, you soon. My, Real,
6: really well uh, well done. You can favorite. see now why he covers uh, the Bengals. He's good. I, I liked what he said. He said, but I ain't ducking no smoke. I'm always down. <laughs> I,
4: I, <laughs> I like that, that. I, like that I, didn't, I didn't want to put him in a <laughs> spot where he had to criticize the coach. <laughs> <laughs> if he wanted Yeah, right, but whatever. the good
3: ones don't care if, <laughs> yeah. it's, if it's warranted. If it's and, the right. truth, yes, then it is what it is. Now, so, so, it's different. So, so, we can the, sit here in our chairs, and we never have to go out. Right, we don't have to go in the locker room. So, it is very tough for the beat reporters to come out on a limb. But I like his ability to do that, and he's not hesitant to do that at all all right I, think I, think I, would boards, say I
0: got a, it. Oh, a quick you, Ben story yeah for you, you guys. can't say it and I loved how he said I'm never scared of the smoke he was the <laughs> harshest critic of A&M. Was was a and I love Martin it Dallas Morning news and when he oh, came well to that's start, why he, that's why he's at ESPN right now he's, he's a great to
4: follow to on Twitter station. I follow him on Twitter he does a great job
0: when he came to College Station Thanks, it usually bro. Bro. meant something big was brewing and there was a little disagreement, Thank and you, uh, Ben's actually a former amateur boxer. He's one a zero in his boxing career. No kidding. Next time he comes back on, we can ask about it. But uh, yes, he got sir. a little disagreement with another media member, and asked, boy. "Do you want the smoke?" And turned into his classic catchphrase. So when he said to Bull, "I'm never afraid of the smoke," just all the flashbacks.
3: <laughs> what did the other media member say? None. No, I'm good.
0: I mean. I love Owen. He covers AM for tex He's like 65. So oh. it would have been a, <laughs> yeah, but he's a lot bigger than
4: that. I'm men. a pro boxer. You want this smoke, a 65 year old man? I love that he said that you want this smoke to a 65 <laughs> year old. Do too. Uh, <laughs> I do. The made legend play. grows.
0: Are you guys ready for a little true and false here? All right. No, no, Let's... no, no. Before we get to that, yeah. who's the champ? Yeah. You
6: already. Tybus is a champ but who's really the champ is Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. I need y'all to subscribe to the channel. <laughs> hit that notification bell. Y'all playing around right now. We got 1,000 people watching live. We should theoretically have a 1,000 likes, right? That's true. See, see that correlation? We have yeah. almost 17,000. Subscribe and hit the bell. There we go.
3: So oh, there's our, our music.
0: music. It's Sorry. Evan Mobley. We're going outside of the Browns oh. realm. Trying to throw y'all a little curveball. Let's wow. see how well you know the Cleveland Cavaliers star forward. Let's take the first one here, Mike. Evan Mobley is a two-time Gatorade California Player of the Year. Is that true or false? Why they got the
4: go. Why? Watch, watch the answer be no. He's a two-time Powerade Player yeah. of the Year.
0: He's t- I all first. sport. Remember, all Powerade sport does not give out the award of okay. Gatorade Ooh. award. That Ooh. is not. If I'm gonna Ooh. trick Two you, times? that is not why I'm gonna trick you.
4: Okay, fair enough.
0: Uh, I got a faulty
3: marker. My marker's a little weak sauce too.
4: Thank you.
0: I don't know if I. This is really dramatic music as we wait on day. Oh, by the best way. music. Oh, by the way, I won last night. Like deal or said, no I, deal I, music. No, I won. No, no, he won. No, he
6: won. What you mean? You're
0: uh, co champs. I thought we were co champs.
6: Remember,
3: he gave his answers over the phone. It was a controversy. Oh, he was seven we, and 1. We wiped him down. No, that's why he called it Serious? Those got wiped out.
4: Co champs. Well, we
3: did have timestamp text messages that he answered all the questions within 90 seconds. I say we give it to him. man, Even though
4: Jay was the one who accused him of cheating. Yeah, and I did. I see. I see. That was bad right. on so my part. Yeah, yeah. Then I apologize for that. All right, we got to go through them. I, I, I agree. See everyone's
0: answer. Here we go. Is Mobley <laughs> a two-time Gatorade <laughs> Player of the year? True, false, false, true. Two of you are right. Let's take it. Mike? Yeah. Uh, G. Right. <laughs> yes! He is a two-time Gatorade <laughs> California Player of the Year. I'm <laughs> gonna be wrong.
6: I'm gonna be wrong with five times. I didn't think <laughs> did. did. second so many times. This is crazy. Okay,
0: question number two. Who is KD? Mobley, oh. oh. I got it, but, yeah, uh, yeah. All right, did anyone see next that? Next question. Nope, we didn't next see question. it. Y'all, next question. Next question. That's false, we, we, we took it. So, Mike, let's go to the next question. That was false, everyone gets a point for that one. <laughs> not He's not the only.
4: Was that the, okay, got it. Question
0: up. number three, so there's only seven this time. Okay, go. Mobley was six foot six in the eighth grade. Is that true or false?
4: That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, it's real. Is
0: it?
4: Ridiculous or real, that could be the name of the segment too
0: t Bush is ready. His answer is locked in.
1: I'm scared.
0: Tyvus says true. Everyone else says false. Tyvus, are you going to pick up a point? No. Nope. Let's see it. <laughs> nah, fam. Yeah! God. How tall was he? Yeah, how tall? Six foot flat. Wow, no kidding. Yeah. Late bloomer. In uh, high school, yes. All right, so we're all even, right? Is no, me. I'm G dead. and I have two. You G, have one. Yeah, G and Bull have two. Jay has one. I'm not.
1: I'm not even out of it's the out. game.
0: Wow, okay, we're ready for champ. question number it's four. I know.
1: Let's Horrible.
0: take it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Evan Mobley grew up with three foster siblings, including a Chinese exchange student named Johnny. It's true ah, sure
1: or false? What? How is he Chinese that sounds so phony. Johnny?
4: Is it so phony that, that it's got <laughs> three kids? I was thinking. Sir. A Chinese person named Johnny? Some a Chinese name.
1: I ain't got nothing to lose. I'm playing with house money. <laughs> <laughs> how's
4: money that's so absurd that it's gotta be true
0: true 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 and false Titus, once again man you're the minority and once again tybus you're wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm, going, I'm, going, for you <laughs> I'm going for the egg. Foster. I'm going for the egg today. That is true. Do you, know, you know why? See, his,
3: his real name isn't
6: Johnny, but when he came to the States,
3: they,
4: they called him Johnny. Yeah, you
6: couldn't say, Jean-Jean.
0: Because so they people are too
6: dumb to pronounce other names. By the, by the way, that had to be true. Uh, just look at his demeanor. I agree I, with his that. his demeanor, looks like he's very respectful of all cultures,
4: and that's why he mm-hmm. is who. How does like someone him. look like they're respectful? He of does. All I cultures feel like, like I, I don't understand that either, but I agree. He just, Even though I we don't understand. Him. And we've heard he, him because, of him. because he I like guess. him and his brother still stay with his parents. He seems like a And like they're millionaires. Million,
0: yeah. yeah. yeah million. Dave Richards playing along with us, by the way. Here we can see in a sec. We should have put him
4: on. He and I are undefeated right now.
0: Yeah. Correct. All right, question number five. I'm one behind. Tyvus' is 0 and 3. <laughs> Mobley is the second number one overall recruit to sign with USC, following OJ Mayo in 2007. Ever? No. For basketball. No. no. Since OJ Mayo. Since OJ no, Mayo? He's the second number one overall rated recruit to sign Ever. sign with USC men's basketball. Ever. As in, OJ Mayo was the first. Whoa. What is this Hold saying? on, bring that back. Hold on. This is, a, this is a trick question. Bring it back. I will read it again. <laughs> Mobley is the second number one overall recruit to sign with USC basketball following OJ Mayo in 2007. OJ I, Mayo was the first.
6: Now, here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> here's, here's what I'm going to say. It, it, I should be able to get a point for this, and I'm going to tell you right a
4: lot of analysis over there. I don't know what's going on here. I'm confused. Why should you get appointed? False! Just- Let's go. G Bush, what do you got? False. Why
0: well, you're already waving the white flag. <laughs> and you guys are all correct. It is false. Yeah. It is false. <laughs> you see that?
1: That's and I can tell you why. That's why, why you waved false. the flag. Because right.
0: was not Kevin Lozbitch? Cheryl that's- Miller. Camilo went to USC. Uh, UCLA. Oh yeah, you're Cheryl right. Camilo yeah, was on a like, right, great yeah. UCLA team. No, no, no. I thought, wait, wait, wait. No, no,
4: no, no. And she wouldn't count anyway. No, you are talking about men's was... basketball.
0: Hold on. Cheryl Mills. It... O.J. Mayo was, was not even number one overall recruit. It was false because he's the only number one overall recruit. To but sign. Dude, how many is just... USC had though? One. Dude, dude, oh, Evan even... Mobley. That's it.
6: Didn't Reggie – what's his name? I thought he went to
4: UCLA.
0: I can't UCLA. remember, but we got to keep it moving. I thought went
4: USC. We got to keep it moving, right? I, I don't know. We're keeping it moving. Keep it, it moving. Regardless. Keep it moving. Let's it go. True or false
0: regardless. Next, Mobley's father, Eric, also played college basketball at USC.
4: True uh, or false?
6: That's tough. Let me see.
0: <laughs> True. <laughs> Whatever Jay says. <laughs> true, true, false. The answer. Bull. Coming in high. Undefeated, oh, baby. I'm not listening to I'm Jay, back, oh, boy. Baby, I'm back. Right now, Bull. He's up. five.
4: Time is one.
0: Yeah. Nobody's Three.
4: ever gone undefeated. That was, this could be Nobody's a first. Nobody's ever got him all right.
0: We have two more, then we'll get Dave Richard and Dave. Dave's playing along. Dave i one, Columbus, on, actually. One on G,
3: two on me, and two on Jay, yes. right? I got to right. get these two right, and then we'll okay. go into them.
0: Let's take it, Mike. Three way timing. Mobley considers himself a Marvel nut, and especially enjoys watching the show *Agents of Shield*. Oh, that's a
4: horrible show. The only Marvel show I don't watch—it's so bad. Hmm. I forced myself to watch the first couple of seasons of Marvel. It was so Agents bad I had to stop SHIELD. watching. I don't
6: like—I don't like watching JB superheroes.
4: Jv superheroes not. suck. I'm with you. True. But we're all saying true. True,
0: true, true. true. And <laughs> uh, please subscribe to the Sports Show, and you guys are all correct. You should. Yeah. <laughs> subscribe to Sports
3: I can't Show. catch bull and now. And it it's true. I can't. I need a bull to say false on. That I'm
4: week. like the 72. I'm potentially breaking the 72 Dolphins record here. This is the hardest one. Those to losers. Those game. losers should put down those champagne glasses.
0: Evan Mobley is the tallest scholarship athlete in USC history to be videotaped <laughs> doing a backflip.
4: Are you kidding me with that question?
0: Is that true, or is that false? Well, if you get this, you win.
4: And I'm perfect. If I get it wrong, and G gets it, then we have if a tie. G
0: gets it right, and you get it wrong, we have a tie.
4: Tiebreaker after Dave, right? Yes. Okay. oh. oh, 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 oh. don't not Oh, funny. I won! I didn't even do it on purpose, but I think I want to be undefeated, though my two-year anniversary. So this baby. is
0: to see if Bulls can <laughs> knock off the 72 Dolphins, the most obnoxious team in the history of football.
4: Oh, they're so awful, those guys. Oh. He's wrong. <laughs>
0: Evan Mobley is the tallest oh. athlete to ever be recorded doing
4: a backflip. That felt like a fake Mike question. What All right, I still one. won. My first
3: championship in forever. Wait, you said false, too? Yes. Oh, because you could have tied if you would have got I, that right. Uh, yeah. Congratulations, both. Yeah,
0: it. It's time to bring in Dave Thank you, oh, Dave, what's Thank up, man? Thank you. How you I get the I'm
3: title. Thomas <laughs> didn't get a single one right.
4: I got one you, right.
3: How'd
0: you do, Dave? You did?
3: Yeah, Dave, I did. what's up, Dave? The whatever
4: one what he said. Yo. Yeah, I got it right because of the G. Dave, how'd you do in true or false?
5: Uh, I did terrible when when <laughs> I thought about the Mobley OJ Mayo question. I was thinking Harold Miner might have been the first guy Ooh. that USC recruited who was a former number one. So I I wow. got crushed.
4: You would have think you would yeah. think with all that great basketball talent in California that they would have gotten yeah, more number odd. one recruits, but you I guess do, not. No. You ain't do no UCLA probably has, has
5: an edge on them when it comes to recruiting yeah, especially back in the Dave, day.
3: we're big into buys now. Um I've got a quarterback on buy, and there's no quarterbacks available, so i'm not gonna I'm not gonna bother asking. Um, I'll do my about cars, that. But yeah. who are your hot players that uh, in general, anybody that uh, wants to win should be looking to pick up?
5: So you missed out on the running backs, Jay. They went off the waiver wire like crazy guys like yeah. Gus Edwards and Deontay Foreman and Michael Carter. They're not available in even three quarters. Of CBS Sports Leagues anymore. Chuba Hubbard's out there in about a third of leagues. I like him in PPR leagues. Latavius Murray, I mean, we're getting to the desperation point of running backs. He's still out there in about half of CBS Sports Leagues. One guy that I think should be added in deeper leagues is Jamichael Hasty. He's the new backup running back in Jacksonville. But enough about the running backs, wide receivers. Darnell Mooney's still out there in 40% of leagues. Wandale Robinson in 50%. How about a Cleveland guy, Donovan Peoples Jones, out there in 80% of the leagues? He's someone that's put up at least 12 PPR points. I think three of his last four games with a floor of nine in each of the four. He's someone that I don't mind. If you need a tight end, Greg Dulcich can't say enough good things about him. He's out there in 65% of leagues. And Jay, Justin Fields is still out there. He's taking on Dallas this week. Not the easiest matchup, but 60% available. In CBS Leagues, and he's giving you at wow. least 18 fantasy points in three straight games, he's starting to play yeah. better. He
4: really is, Most yeah. leagues are – do you play two quarterbacks? I do. Yeah, most yeah. leagues are – what percentage of leagues, Dave, would you say are one quarterback? Because I do all two quarterbacks also.
5: I believe it's 90%. Flex,
4: are one quarterback. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize that. Dude. Dave, getting back to the running backs for a minute, a um, couple of guys mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up. You brought up uh, Michael Carter with the Jets. Now, obviously, they traded for James Robinson – what do you expect? I mean, maybe beyond this week because James Robinson is just getting there. But going forward, what, what's your anticipation of the, the – the By the way, I want to give you credit. I haven't mentioned this before. If, for those who don't know, if you don't follow Dave on, on Twitter, you're making a huge mistake. But what one of the things he does that's really great for fantasy people, and even if you're just an NFL fan, after I, – I don't know where he gets this information so quickly, but he <laughs> tweets out the breakdown – of the running game, like the percentage of carries and the percentage of just plays on the Max. field for every running back, yep. and then he specifies a red zone carries as well, oh, which wow. is really that's, great that that's information. A great I love that. I look at that all the time. So thank you for doing that. It's a great job, very helpful tool. But anyway, what do you think? Of, speak. So speaking of percentage breakdown, what do you think the Jets is going to be going forward?
5: I think it's going to end up being Carter is like the one A and Robinson nipping on his heels is the one B Robinson working in short yardage goal line situations. And I would say Carter would be the better back on third downs and passing downs. But Zach Wilson doesn't throw to his running backs very much. That's a trend that we saw from him, not just when last year when he was a rookie and this year, but also in college. He just didn't like to do that. He likes to throw downfield and the offense in general, the type of scheme that they run in New York, it's very similar to San Francisco, not a system that tends to favor targets to running backs. So I'm a little bit worried about the upside for Michael Carter and the poor guy ever since he got to the Jets. It's been you got to share with this guy. Then you got to share with that guy. Mm -hmm, And even in college, he had to share. So he's the poster child for tandem running backs in this league. He's the better talent, but it doesn't mean that he's going to get every single touch. Uh, They have not committed to playing James Robinson this week. If Robinson doesn't play this week for the Jets, (laughs) Carter would be a number two fantasy running back but I expect Robinson to learn enough this week where he can handle some of the workload
4: when it comes to Brees Hall or Javante Williams. If you're in a keeper league dynasty league, are you, are you confident with him starting this, those guys starting next year or not really?
5: I'm confident that they'll start next year, but one of the projects I'm going to set for myself this off season is how and why players um aren't as effective in their first year back following a torn acl yeah and it's something that i really have to dig into and i started thinking about it with saquon barkley because it it wasn't last year when saquon tore his acl it was two years ago and then last year he had all kinds of nagging injuries and then some bad luck on top of it really wasn't at the top of his game and now you look at him two years after the torn acl he's doing great chris godwin's coming off of an acl this year he hasn't looked like himself jk dobbins can't stay on the field Gus Edwards is coming off of an ACL. We saw him play well against Cleveland last week, but really I think a lot of that had to do, or some of it had to do with the defense that he was playing and some of yeah. it with the blocking that he had. He, he didn't look like an explosive runner, just a powerful runner. So I, I'm a little bit worried about what it means for Brees Hall and Javante Williams going into 2023, and I will probably be a little bearish on them when it comes to ranking them next year because they're coming back from such significant surgeries. Mm.
6: You know, Dave. When you look at um, some of these leagues, higher scoring leagues, um, and now that there's some some you know buys for some top players like uh, quarterbacks, are there any teams uh, like defensive teams or defensive players that could really push you over the top if you're in a really competitive game available out there in, in the waiver, or just teams that you should look for in general?
5: Well, it's an excellent question. The first thing that I would point out is go do a double check to make sure that the Eagles and the Bills are not available as far as DSTs go, because they were on bye last week. There might have been some fantasy managers that cut them. On CBS, you're not going to find them. They're already rostered already, but on some other sites, you might find them. You can pick them up and never take them out of your lineup. Those are good defensive units that you don't have to worry about bye weeks anymore because they've already had them. But one thing that you need to do, and this is something that a smart fantasy manager does is They always weigh the dst that they have versus the other dsts that are available and if you've got a slam dunk unit if it's the eagles the bills uh, i think the cowboys would qualify 49ers i think still qualify as a slam dunk unit you don't have to bother double checking but if you've been getting by with the broncos or maybe it's the titans you might want to just double check and see what other dsts are out there which ones have a pretty good matchup for example this week i like the titans dst I like their matchup. The Commanders, I like their matchup. They're taking on the Colts with Sam Ellinger as their new quarterback. So there's all kinds of opportunities out there. If you don't have a DST that you completely trust, regardless of the matchup.
3: Dave, I got a couple health related guys, Evans and Waller. Do I sit these guys or do I, do I keep them in my lineup?
5: You're asking about Mike Evans and Darren Waller. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think Evans is going to be good to go. It's the short week game. Um, not the easiest matchup for Brady. And, and honestly, I think Brady just wasn't himself last week. Neither was Evans. Evans dropped that walk-in touchdown on yes. a deep bomb. I know you saw it. I and he had it. another drop on top of it. There was a 25-yard pass that went right through his hands. I'm starting him until I see Darren Waller practicing again. He's he's kind of out of my mind as someone that I, I want to start. He's got to stay on the bench. Dulcich, that's a name that I already gave you, a tight end. He's available. Evan Ingram's another one, although I don't love his matchup k Otten is an interesting guy he's had at least 10 ppr points in each of two games he's played as the main tight end for tampa bay and he's going to see a lot of snaps and play this week against baltimore i got
1: a quick one at the flex i got three names you tell me which one i should play <laughs> okay. Brand- brandon are you Brandon Cooks or Herbert from uh the running back Khalil Herbert from Chicago yeah Yeah.
5: it's going to be Ayuk we've seen him really put up great numbers the past couple of weeks he's seen double digit targets each of the past couple of weeks and the thing that he's had in common with those games is that the 49ers have trailed and lost those games they're taking on the Rams this week usually the 49ers handle the Rams they do a good job against them so I'm a little bit nervous about Ayuk but I'm less nervous about him than I am the other guys that you're considering. Brandon cooks has been on the, the, you know, the side of a milk cart. No one knows what's happened to him. He's just been getting double teamed a lot. And the quarterback there has been so up and down in Houston. Uh, he's, he's bench material as well. James Connor coming back this week. You think? I don't know. And, and even if he is bull, I'm not sure if he's the best running back for this offense. You right? know, Benjamin's been good. I, he really, ha- he surprised me. You know, he was somebody that I was not very high on uh, when he came out of college and and even two weeks ago, just wasn't very high on him. Didn't expect him to be as good as he's been this Cardinals offense. I I, I think they're trending in the right direction. Their defense is definitely trending in the right direction. They might end up being a lot better than we thought that they would be. And that's going to lead to opportunities for their run game in general. Benjamin's much more explosive than James yeah. Conner from what we've seen so far this season.
3: Before we let you go, McNuggets has some viewer questions. Mike, you want to wrap, rip yep, them Yeah, we got real these quick? real
0: quick, and they're always brought to us by PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils and Eastlake Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions, starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash learn more. We're going to play Eddie's Jingle after Dave. Gets off of Dave. Expensive Jet wants to know Do I even keep, uh, do I even bother keeping Cam Akers through the deadline or do I cut bait now?
5: <laughs> it depends on who else is out there and how badly you need a running back. But if, if you're kind of in a situation where you're good with your lineup and you don't need to pick anybody up, yeah, you hang on to Akers through the trade deadline and see what happens.
0: And this one's from Corey Noble. Hey, Dave, should I trade Aaron Jones and Clyde Edwards Hilaire for Kamara and Najee Harris in a half PPR league? Haven't been using Sounds CD good to much me. Anyway.
5: Yeah, yeah I, I, it sounds good to me. Kamara's certainly got a lot of upside left, and, and you're not quite selling high on Aaron Jones, but I, I'm not sure how many games he's going to have, like the one he had last week where he caught two touchdowns. Really don't see that happening. This Packers offense is kind of a mess right now.
4: That it is.
0: Awesome. Dave, thanks as always.
5: Thanks, Dave. Right. Thanks, man. Talk to you later. You got Thanks. it, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Before we do final takes, we have a very special jingle from Eddie about PCs that we do have Love to it. play today. Okay. And if you haven't seen it yet, you guys are in for a treat. I have. Steve. but uh, Mike, let's take it.
6: Jable G, come with me. <laughs>
4: very neat. PCC <laughs> Let's get some airfoils <laughs> to we PCC,
0: <laughs> P-C-C. <laughs> <laughs>
3: He looks like Bull's redheaded, more talented singing. Oh,
4: brother. there he is. <laughs> Eddie's my man. I love Eddie. That is great. We've got to get it. Eddie in studio. Let him watch the show one of these he days. Doesn't, yeah. He doesn't
0: live around here, is the issue. And he works at, in social services. Yeah. So I talk to Tough. Eddie all the time. He's a good guy. Trust
4: me. He would come down here if we could get him in. Eddie, he, if you he, want to come he, in, he'd we'll be very in, excited to come down here. We'll let, let here. you in one day. Uh, yeah, that's uh, great. Pull up. Yeah. It's really well done. <laughs> all right.
0: Final <laughs> takes. Rapid fire. Bull, you're up first.
4: You know. This morning I did not. I, I woke up at 4 a.m. today, couldn't sleep, laid, laid in bed for a while, tried to fall back asleep, I couldn't. Finally, got out of bed at quarter five, got on my computer, blah blah blah, and I had uh, and, and so I go to record my podcast at like six o'clock in the morning, and I start. I, I planned to talk about the Browns, and my question was, is it as bad as we think it is? And I think in the it's it's bad right now. I think the big picture is the big picture of his team is not as bad as we think because I think Deshaun Watson is going to save the day uh, but it's not going to happen until next year but we'll see signs of it this year however I, what I ended up doing for the first 17 minutes of my podcast not purposely I ended up going on a, this this journey of discovery that hopefully people will enjoy I don't know I'm not sure if it was a terrible 17 minutes or a good 17 minutes or somewhere in between And it it, it really had me thinking. And and the reason it it was is because, and and this is going to sound political in in the beginning, but I'm telling you it's not. Well, it is, but it's not biased one way or the other. So I saw a tweet from Jim Jordan, who's a congressman, of course, in Ohio, who I obviously see things differently than he does. And he tweeted something really nasty, right? And And I said to myself, man, he is such a nasty person, blah, blah, blah. And then I thought to myself, I said, well, so am I and so are we as Democrats, and so are Republicans. We're all nasty to each other, right? I don't know what maybe just like think about it this morning, but I just did. And I was like, we're all so nasty to each other. The reality is, And and I I got there because somebody tweeted me yesterday that Browns fans are idiots. And this was a Browns fan (laughs) tweeting me that Browns fans are idiots. And then I thought about the fact that we make fun of Pittsburgh, or we say New Yorkers are obnoxious, or Californians are lame fans, or Florida fans fall asleep in the stadium. And the reality is that most people, no matter what your political party, no matter what city you're from, no matter... What about you? I I believe, or I choose to believe, as cynical as I can be, that 90% of people out there in a one-on-one basis, maybe even higher than that, but I'll say 90, are good people, right? We may have different thoughts on... We may all have different ways to, to get to the same things, but a lot of us want the same things. We have different ideas on how to get there is what I'm trying to spit out, right? And I think that's important. And I think when we say things... And we generalize. Republicans are this. Democrats are this. I know this is not going to make a change. I know I'm part of the problem at times. And so I'm going to try to not be part of the problem. And also when it comes to insulting other fans. Because I think if you, if Clevelanders met a bunch of New Yorkers, and if New Yorkers met a bunch of Clevelanders, and Clevelanders met a bunch of Floridians and Texas and all this stuff, I think for the most part, people would get along. If you, if you met on a one-on-one basis and had a reasonable conversation. And I just think we should all think about that when we go on social media and act like lunatics. Think of it. Just think about that it's another person that's probably not really that dissimilar to you in the grand scheme of things. Maybe just think about that for a second before you act like a lunatic as I do sometimes on Twitter or in any other walk of life. Be kind. The, the yeah. words.
1: I like that. go ahead bro. I'll be short and sweet. What I want to say is happy. Well, I, it's it's premature It's for I'm four days early but I won't be here. Right so I want to say a happy two year anniversary to my wife. Thank you, baby, for putting up with me for two years and you haven't killed me yet. (laughs) We got a beautiful family. Thank you for putting up with my jokes, allowing me to come up here and do this show with these guys and all the other things that I do, the many, many jobs that I have. Um, Always holding it down and being a strong mom, but most importantly, an amazing woman. And, you know, somebody was asking me the other day, they was like, you and your wife are totally different. Like, she's so sweet and you so cold hearted. And it was like, (laughs) well, that's perfect because that's why we work out. You know, Mm. she, you have came into my life and you've taken me who was cold as an assassin Mm. and kind of warmed my heart up and showed me, you know, to be tender and care about things and vice versa. I've definitely made you a little bit tougher as well. So I think Mm. we work perfectly. We like Shaq and Kobe. We a dynasty and... Two years down and forever to go, but forever seems like not enough time when I'm with you. Love That's you, beautiful.
3: Baby. Wow, poetic Tyvis. I can't. I, I can't I picture him cold. cold. Not at all. And I, maybe you were, and she's done a terrific job softening she you. She has. I find you incredibly. Oh,
4: back in my day. I don't you think were. you want to compare it to <laughs> Jack and Kobe, though. It didn't end well between. Yeah, the two I would. I, 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 you
3: you, you couldn't right. pick the better duo. You right, Jimmy? Yeah.
6: Uh, yeah, I ain't saying no, nothing about tender, tender love, or. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think Tybus is very sweet, G. Hey, it's okay. I, I, I love him for that. I love that. I love that
6: about him. I'm gonna have you come sing for me. <laughs> what I'm talking about is, look, man, people say, dang, G. Bush, you in your bag the last week. I said, yo, this is this the type of bag you need to be in, because guess what? There's a lot of cats that think that they're going to just fast forward this season. No, 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 no. I told you beforehand, uh, I only care about winning. I only care about winning at the highest level. I don't care nothing about none of that other stuff, man. We didn't sat here and fast forward these seasons way too often. I'm not about to sit here in October and make it comfortable for people to talk about it's about to be next year. No, I'm tired of seeing other people win and I know it's a lot of tired of other people seeing other teams win. For me, there needs to be a level of urgency because right now it's Camp Cupcake. Everything is sweet. Everything is soft. Guys is doing whatever they want to. Always understand this. I don't care nothing about what you look like, whether you are alien. I always say it, and it's a lot of people in the city that starting to look like hypocrites. You can't be on Baker. Y'all gave Baker Mayfield hell. And guess what? He should have got it, right? But that same energy that if you was on Obel Beckham Jr., if you was on Baker Mayfield, ain't no way, I'm about to say this, last year, we not about to to gloss over and punt on the season. You not getting it this year because Deshaun Watson is coming. That ain't going to work for me. And it shouldn't work for a lot of people. Because right now, they better at least have seven, eight wins. Or at the end of the day, we might have to figure out what what y'all doing uh, in, in that unemployment line. I'm just being real with you, dog. Everybody ain't gonna make the trip. All right. Uh I'll be quick. There's
3: some uh, news yesterday, last night, that came out about Deshaun Watson's most recent accuser. And the Shawn Watson legal team is Taking an offensive mindset with it. If you haven't seen them, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go through them here. Uh, I don't know that they're legitimate. They appear to be, but his lawyer, Rusty Harden, through some media members, released uh, text. It wasn't even a text exchange. It was a text from the most recent accuser, the one who filed the most recent lawsuit to Deshaun Watson. Now again, I can't personally verify them. I haven't independently verified that those texts are from her to him. And I have seen cases before where texts have been faked through graphics and it makes it look like this person said that, so I don't know. Because she hasn't come out and said, I never sent those texts, or her lawyer hasn't come out and said, I haven't sent those texts, I am led to believe that they are legitimate. Uh, When you read them, they are incredibly damning to the accuser, uh, and they are exonerating of Deshaun Watson at least in this particular situation. And the reason I bring this up is because we tried to paint this Deshaun Watson thing as it's either this or it's this. It's one or the other. He's either a terrible guy or they're all lying. And I've always stressed whenever we say always, all, never, none, when we're talking about a big situation like this, you really are in danger because oftentimes the truth lies somewhere in the middle. What we can't do is say things like, all women must be believed, or all men must be lying, or the other way around. All men are uh, telling the truth and all women are lying. Don't use all anything in front of anything because while some of these women might be speaking their truths, when you read these text messages, if you haven't, you can Google them, they're out there. (laughs) When you read them, it paints a very, very dark picture of a woman who appears to be a spurned lover or was talking to someone who just had no interest in her. And there were references about big deposits being made that to me leans towards leverage and blackmail and everything else. Uh, It's a dirty world out there. There's a lot of bad things going on. And um, I'm not saying this because I'm saying Deshaun Watson is completely innocent. But I'm also just bringing this up to say uh, in some of these cases, there may have been some nefarious means going on to try to smear Deshaun Watson for a money play. And this and these text messages seem to prove that. That's about it. If you guys want to comment, we got a couple of seconds here. but
4: No, very well still. No, I agree with that. Well Dirty still. pop? It does look bad. Again, we, as you said, we don't know for sure. No, that, that's legit. why I
3: wanted to make sure I prefaced by but, saying we don't know. Yeah. But the fact that her lawyer hasn't come out and
4: said, those aren't real. We've yeah. never seen those before. I think it's fair to say that that one looks pretty shady. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it's also it unfair for people now to say, see, I told you they yeah. were all No, right. that doesn't right. prove yeah. that, that, no. that That's not that's fair. That's why I said yeah,
3: right. somewhere in the middle, and each case needs to be looked at on its individual merit right. and move forward from there. Either way, Deshaun Watson is on schedule to make the start. When the Browns go to the Houston Texans in week 13, it will be their 12th game of the season. That's it. 22-hour break. Mikey, you want to tease what's up tomorrow?
0: Maurice, Aditi, in a new little segment we're going to test out. So Ooh. we'll any, talk about any, it after any, any
3: teaser to that? or?
0: Yeah, it's it's a confidence meter, a little playoff of confidence meter. Oh, I like that. So. Okay.
3: All right. That's it. There Enjoy you the rest of your day. 22 hours from now. We'll see you right back here on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Don't forget, if you're not already, subscribe to mm-hmm. the page mm-hmm. and hit the notification so you mm-hmm. can find out ever breaking news happens when we're live. All Take right. care. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.